How can you think the self that I normally see is most important? How can you? It's like taking that object away. It's called the observed object. The observed object of self-cherishing. When we cherish ourselves, Geshe invites us in the book, he says, try it. Look at yourself. Watch your mind when you're cherishing yourself. I maybe start with ones where it's quite strong. You know, maybe you're, you know, I want that parking place. That's a good one, isn't it? <laughs> hey, that's mine. If somebody gets in there before you, or these kinds of things. Just find some example where you, you feel, instinctively feel you're the most important one in this scenario. Geshe says, then look. Instead of looking out there at the parking place that just disappeared, just take a moment and look inside your mind. Ask yourself, what is this me, this mine? That's my place. What is your mind observing at that time? This is the self-cherishing mind at work, okay? Try to catch it in real time. What it's observing is the self that we normally see. It's the observed object, we say, it's the observed object of self-cherishing mind. So you don't have to take the book, what it says in the book, to believe it. You can see it for yourself. In your own experience, if you do it again and again and again, you'll for every single moment of the day, awake or asleep, whenever self-cherishing arises, the self that you're cherishing, that you think is most important, will be the self that you normally see. And now comes the ridiculous bit. The self that I normally see does not exist. Yes, I said. This belief is ignorance because our self that we normally see does not actually exist. If we search for our self that we normally see with wisdom, it will disappear. Happen? Did it happen? We'll go, we will revisit that meditation one more time on this course and maybe we can get it a little bit more powerful. But it works. This proves that it does not exist at all. Therefore, our normal view, believing ourself is important, but others are not, is ignorance of self-cherishing. We're happy to say self-grasping is ignorance. Geshe was saying self-cherishing is ignorance. He said basically for normal beings, it's effectively the same mind. So, if our self-cherishing depends upon observing the self that we normally see and feeling it so important, and then we have some knowledge that the self that we normally see does not exist, where does the self-cherishing go? Won't you automatically stop cherishing that self? You think, take the object away. You've got somebody riding along on the horse, take the horse away, the ride stops. Take the object that the self-cherishing mind is observing. Take it away. It doesn't exist. How can you continue to feel this self is most important? 
it just vanishes. Can you see that? Because that's the move. That's what happens in this meditation. We just basically disregard the self-cherishing mind on the basis of our wisdom, knowing that the self that we normally see does not exist. And when we stop cherishing ourself, when we stop this obsession with ourself, me, 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 I am so important. You know, if you, if you look at how we normally think, it's incredible, really. How can we think, and, and we don't think it explicitly, and we certainly don't say it explicitly, maybe children might say it in a tantrum or something, but we, normally we think, I'm more important than everyone else. Forget the fact that space is vast and in every corner of space there are living beings. Just look in your own world. How many living beings? Humans, animals, insects. I'm struggling this morning to save some little silver, are they called silverfish or something? He's heading for my towel. They, they eat clothes, these things. And I could see him all, and then he fell onto the sink and he got wet. Um, not sure that I was successful, but anyway, we tried. Um, there's a living being in that body. Living being imputed upon that body. So if I think of all, normally we don't think about insects at all. If we think about them at all, we think about them as a nuisance. I remember when I was sent by my father to spray the roses in his garden because of black fly, the lettuce and so forth. But actually, imputed upon each insect body, there is a living being. So maybe in our field, we see humans, we see animals, we see insects. Maybe we don't see there are other living beings right now, right here. But maybe we don't see them. Well, let's just settle for those. Take all these living beings in your field of experience, we're talking millions, aren't we? And put them on a balance, on a scale. Scale, balance. And then put yourself on the other side. Unbelievable. It's embarrassing, isn't it? But this is what happens, isn't it? I'm more important than all living beings. Naturally, it comes spontaneously, doesn't it? If anybody deserves this parking place, it's me. If anybody deserves this last, deserves this last piece of medicine, it's me. I know we're more sophisticated, we're a little bit able to override this to some extent. But it's there as an instinct, isn't it? And we see it in society when, when there is a shortage of something, then we see that mechanism at work. How incredible. One person, all other living beings. The balance comes down in favor of life. This is how distorted the self-cherishing mind is. So it's, it's not a wonder that if we're governed by this mind all the time, 
that our thinking is distorted, our actions are distorted. Okay, so in this meditation, based on the wisdom that we have already at least had an insight into accepting, accepting as a correct belief, the self that I normally see does not exist, then cherishing that self stops. <laughs> <laughs> 